Welcome to Make Art Work, a podcast for creative small businesses. In these 10 to 15 minute episodes, I will be sharing my journey as a small business owner, small business resources and strategies, as well as entrepreneurial encouragement. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, and welcome back. Today, we are continuing with some, with some of my favorite business books for my fellow small business creatives. We are going to be talking about a couple different categories of books, including business strategy and philosophy, as well as overall mindset. So first up, business strategy and philosophy. These are books that I really enjoyed reading, and they had a big impact on my philosophy as a business owner. The first is Setting the Table, The Transforming Power of Hospitality in Business by Danny Meyer. I will say this book feels like part memoir, part business book, and I have to be honest, I wasn't always able to keep track of the smaller stories and names about all the other restaurant owners, but the lessons that are woven into the stories are really great things to consider and have made me think more about the customer experience and how that is such an important part of your brand. You know, especially as a small business owner, we're not able to often compete on price, but if we can create fans who are willing to pay more and have an excellent experience, I think that that should be considered a win. In Setting the Table, Danny Meyer shares the lessons he's learned developing the dynamic philosophy he calls enlightened hospitality. The tenets of that, ho- that philosophy, which emphasize strong in-house relationships as well as customer satisfaction, are applicable to anyone who works in business. Whether you are a manager, an executive, or a waiter, Danny's story and philosophy will help you become more effective and productive while deepening your understanding and appreciation of a job well done. Another book that's helped me on the business philosophy side is The Pumpkin Plan. You might be familiar with the author, as I've talked about him on the podcast before. His other book, Profit First, is a great one. So after reading an article about a local farmer who has dedicated his life to growing giant pumpkins, the author realized the same process could apply to growing a business. He tested the pumpkin plan on his own company and transformed it into a remarkable multi-million dollar industry leader. First, he did it for himself, then for others, and now you. So what are some of the tenets of the pumpkin plan? First, plant the right seeds. Don't waste time doing a bunch of different things just to please your customers. Instead, identify the thing you do better than anyone else and focus all of your attention, money, and time on figuring out how to grow your company doing it. Second, weed out the losers. In a pumpkin patch, small rotten pumpkins stunt the growth of the robust, healthy ones. The same is true of customers. Figure out which customers add the most value and provide the best opportunities for sustained growth. Then, ditch the worst of the worst. Third, nurture the winners. Once you figure out who your best customers are, blow their minds with care. 
discover their unfulfilled needs, innovate to make their wishes come true, and over-deliver on every promise. I have to say, this third one is by far my most favorite one of all. I think that when you under-promise and over-deliver, that is when some real magic happens with your customers. And I like this book for another reason, besides the message of focusing on only what works for your business, something I personally need to keep in mind as I tend to have a lot of ideas. This is the idea of that you can get inspiration from unlikely sources, like he did with the pumpkin farmers. I think if we are open-minded, inspiration is much more likely to strike. Next up is mindset. I have this as a separate category from business philosophy. I think this is an important distinction. This is all about your attitude, resilience, and enthusiasm as a business owner, and it's something to overlook and neglect thinking about while running your business. So two of my favorites are Real Artists Don't Starve and Big Magic. And if you've listened to other episodes, you've heard me talk about Real Artists Don't Starve before, but I always think it's worth bringing it up again. Jeff Goings debunks the myth of the starving artist by unveiling the ideas that created it and replacing them with 14 rules for artists to thrive. Some of them include steal from your influences. This is a great message of don't wait for inspiration. Collaborate with others. Working alone is a surefire way to starve. Take strategic risks instead of reckless ones. Make money in order to make more art. He assures us it is not selling out to make money from our artwork. And then lastly, one of the last ones is apprentice under a master. A lone genius, as he refers to someone who is working on their own, can never really reach full potential. Through inspiring anecdotes of successful creatives, both past and present, Goings shows that living by these rules is not only doable, but it's also a fulfilling way to thrive. Another great book that I've included in the mindset category is Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. This one I think pairs really nicely with Real Artists Don't Starve in terms of sort of a mind uh, mindset sort of double double punch. In her book, Gilbert digs deep into her own process to share her wisdom and unique perspective about creativity and the mysterious nature of inspiration. She also asks us to embrace our curiosity and let go of needless suffering. She discusses the attitudes, approaches, and habits we need to we need in order to live our most creative lives. Whether you're looking to write a book, make art, find new ways to address challenges in our work, embark on a dream long deferred, or simply infuse our everyday lives with more mindfulness and passion, Big Magic cracks open a world of wonder and joy. Now, speaking of joy, I'm going to end the categories with kind of a wild card. I recently finished Ingrid Lee's book, Joyful, and it's always fun reading a book by a fellow designer, and in her book, she explores how the seemingly mundane spaces and objects we interact with every day have surprising and powerful effects on our mood. 
Drawing on insights from neuroscience and psychology, she explains why one setting makes us anxious or competitive, while another makes us feel accepted and delighted. And most importantly, she reveals how we can harness the power of our surroundings to live fuller, healthier, and more joyful lives. It's not only an interesting read and thought-provoking, but personally, it's also increased my travel wish list. She, you know, she embarks on sort of this journey around the world to talk to different designers and, you know, all these different people about the idea of joy and creating more joy in our lives. Lastly, I want to mention a book club read that I am currently reading. I haven't finished it yet. It's Michael Hyatt's Win at Work and Succeed at Life. Now, I am only about halfway through, and there are, but there are a ton of strategies that help you. And just as the title suggests, it shows you how to win at work and succeed at life. So far, I've learned about an understanding of the historical and cultural forces that have led to overworking. Hint, he talks a lot about Elon Musk and his work ethic, which is kind of crazy. Second, the five principles to rethink work and productivity from the ground up. Simple but proven practices that enable you to slow down and reclaim your life. You know, I didn't personally choose this book. This is just part of a book club that I'm participating in. And I don't know if I would have picked this book. You know, I've read other Michael Hyatt books. um, But I'm really glad that the book club selected this one because it's something that I think, you know, you know, in recent sort of entrepreneurial culture, it's, it's, the idea of hustle and just work as hard as you can and, you know, it'll pay off later is so prevalent. And this is almost kind of like a radical idea of not working yourself to death and enjoying your life. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And like I said in the last episode, I think I'll be talking about books on a monthly or at least a quarterly basis. There are just so many good ones that I want to share with you. Until next time, happy reading.